MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Getting you ready for the day in sports betting. This is Point Spread Sunday on VSEN, the sports betting network. Hour number two underway, Point Spread Sunday. It's on the road coming to you from Weehawken, New Jersey, the site of the DraftKings Sports Betting National Championships overlooking Manhattan, New York, New York. Only the Hudson River separates us. And it's a beautiful Sunday here on the East Coast. Pritch is out in Las Vegas at the South Point Hotel and Casino as we have our picks coming up in 15 minutes. Five of them between the two of us. You'll want to stick around for that. But first, let's introduce our first guest of the show here. He is Sean Green, the co-host of the Gambling Podcast and a contributor to the Green Zone to talk all things Browns and the Bengals. Sean, appreciate you joining us this morning here on Point Spread Sunday. What a fascinating game we have here in this early window between the Browns and the Bengals out there in the AFC North. Cincinnati right now at two Two-point favorite on the consensus line, 47.5 is the total. But before I get into the game, I have to ask the obvious question, how will this Browns team, I guess, react and perform today after the news of throughout the week with Odell Beckham Jr. finally being released on Friday? Yeah, you know, it's a wild week in the NFL when the Odell Beckham uh, Jr. news isn't the biggest news. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, normally that would be yeah. the biggest news of the week, but uh, the way things are going, it's it's like the third or fourth story. But, um, yeah, you know, Odell clearly uh, has kind of fallen out of favor with Cleveland management. They basically said, hey, go home, and then they eventually ended up releasing him. You know, if you look at Baker Mayfield's splits, I actually think he does better when Odell Beckham Jr. isn't on the field. You know, there was that Mary Kay Cabot story 
about how he, you know, Baker felt pressured to get Odell the ball, and it seemed to throw off the uh, offense. And, you know, when they made their run last year, it was without Odell Beckham on the field. So I actually think, uh, in a weird way, it actually helps their offense. And, uh, you know, obviously the big thing that helps them is getting Chubb back and uh, having him ready to go. You know, Sean, one thing I'm interested in is uh, uh, a personality like Odell Beckham Jr. who could affect the team this way uh, and what the team could make of it. So uh, I think management, coaching staff did the right thing. Let's, let's get rid of this guy and move forward and see if we can uh, r- bring back that magic we had last year. But, but did this expose Baker Mayfield, though, because I was wondering about his leadership and, and the strength of Baker Mayfield to allow a personality like Odell Beckham Jr. affect his play out there. Yeah, you know, that's a, that's a good question as well. I mean, where's the, where's the leadership in this Browns locker room that this is able to become an issue? And, you know, maybe, uh, you know, maybe it does speak to Baker's leadership that this became such an issue and wasn't fixed. You know, uh, I think he Baker had a quote saying, like, a conversation would be nice. Well, you're the quarterback of the team. Why don't you start the conversation? (laughs) What is this, like a high school dance? You're waiting for him to come over to you? Uh, So, yeah, there's a lot of, like, weird uh, personality stuff going on there. But And we haven't even spoken about the injury. He has a a torn labrum in his uh, non-throwing shoulder. Now, you would think that doesn't necessarily impact you, but, I mean, you know, you're getting hit a bunch. Um, and just, you know, if you imagine throwing a ball, obviously your other hand, uh, your other arm is involved or even taking a snap under center. So we'll see how that holds up. I mean, uh, Pittsburgh held them to 10 points last week at home. We'll see how they do in a bounce-back spot on the road here at Cincinnati. We're speaking with Sean Green. He will be on the Green Zone with Dave Ross and Wes Reynolds starting at 1 p.m. Eastern time. He will be in charge and watching the Browns and Bengals game. Sean, all the drama aside with Cleveland, Baker Odell, Odell Baker, 11-minute video shared by his father. All that aside, the betting market seems to be back in Cleveland in this spot. Now, this game opened two and a half, touched three, but now we're seeing two across the board pretty much everywhere. Do you agree with that line movement on the side? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, I guess for me, this line should be three. Um, I don't know why on a neutral field, the Browns are getting a point here. I mean, interesting spot for the, uh, the Bengals. I think the, you know, the Browns are essentially, you know, getting a bonus point there. If you consider three points for the Bengals home field, which I don't, I don't know if, uh, you know, people's power rankings are still set at default three for home teams, especially how well road teams have done this year. But uh, that yeah. being aside, I, I think there's probably something worked in here of, oh man, this Bengals team lost to the Jets. Um, so th- that could be part of the movement there. Sean, if I'm looking to back uh, the Browns too, and I want to get on board with that running attack, uh, Nick Chubb certainly is going to uh, affect that uh, in a positive way, I believe. And then certainly you look at the offensive line, uh, Willis being out there is going to be interesting too. But uh, Janovich, Andy Janovich, the fullback, I I think that was a guy that they were missing from this offense. Uh, Could he have an impact uh, to help the Browns win this game as well? Yeah, definitely. Uh, Anything they can can do to help the run blocking, and even uh, if he's involved a little bit in the pass blocking, uh, looks like Conklin, their tackle, is going to be out as well for the Browns. Uh, So if you're blocking guys like Miles Garrett, uh, you need to be at full strength. So having your fullback in there, you're going to run some heavy sets, I would imagine, 
that that could definitely help. Yeah, I'm interested in this total as well here, Sean. The over in the last seven meetings between these two teams, it's six and zero oh and one to the over. Any value left? Because it looks like the market is looking at the over as well. Would you possibly go over the current total of forty-seven and a half between these two teams, the Browns and the Bengals? Yeah, it feels like the you know that that trend probably incorporated a much a lower total previously. Because if you look, if you think mm-hmm. back the past uh, seven games between these two, they didn't have much offense. Uh, this was before the the Bengals kind of got this new look, high powered offense that they have with uh, Joe Burrow and uh, you know some of these receivers that they have. So I, I would lean to the under actually at this number, and especially okay. with the public, uh, you know, getting all in on the uh, on the over. Sean, speaking of the Bengals, too, all last week leading up to that Jets game, they, they talked about that they're not going to have a letdown. That implied to me that they're going to have a letdown because they're talking about it. They're thinking about it. And uh, they <laughs> yeah. did not play a great game against the Jets. I mean, at times they had control of it, but then also uh, made enough mistakes to lose that game. So obviously looking past the Jets for this game. Where do you believe the, the Bengals are at this point uh, from, from a standpoint, okay, this is an important game within our division. Uh, are they going to actually show up uh, in the fashion that we think the Bengals should show up in? Yeah, you know, it's interesting. On, uh, on my podcast, Sports Gaming Podcast, uh, we were all over the Jets getting, the, you know, 10.5 last week and even sprinkle on the money line because it was, you know, if you've been gambling for a while, you know the textbook sandwich spot because mm-hmm. they, they just had mm-hmm. that massive win off the Ravens. Then they get this road game against the Jets. Who's going to get up for that? And then, and then the Browns game, two AFC North games, uh, you know, with that Jets meet in the middle. And, and the, the Bengals kind of remind me of new money. You know, they don't know how to – they just got good, and they don't really know how to handle it and how to get up for games they should win like the Jets. This game, I don't see them having an issue getting up. Um, but then, you know, there's, there's massive get-up uh, angle for both teams. I mean, you look at the Cleveland Browns. like mm-hmm. Their season's kind of falling apart. Uh, this is a statement yeah. game for Baker Mayfield. I mean, you know, the uh, AFC Championship aside, this is probably one of the bigger games Baker has played. Uh, you know, they got rid of Odell. Now it's like, all right, dude, let's get this offense going. So massive spot for both teams coming off of losses. Taking a look at some of the props here, uh, we talked about most rushing yards, most receiving yards, and a couple of players on both sides in those markets there. Nick Chubb is the favorite this week to have the most rushing yards at plus 550. And then in the receiving yards market, Jamar Chase is 15-1 to to have the most receiving yards. What do you think of those guys and how they could possibly perform later on this afternoon, Chubb and for the Cincinnati Bengals, Jamar Chase? Yeah, I mean, I, it, it, you know, I don't know if it's going to be this crazy high-scoring game. Again, I would, I would lean towards taking the under. You know, it's an AFC North game. Um, these things end up getting pretty ugly pretty quick historically. Uh, you know, you saw that 10-15 game between the, uh, between the uh, Browns and uh, Steelers last week, although Big Ben, I mean, <laughs> that guy's arm is not what he used to be. Um, so I, Check I, it down I, on two-point conversions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I, on the show, I said it kind of reminds me of de- my dad who uh, refuses to not be all-time quarterback, you know, in the backyard football. He's just kind of <laughs> lumbering around, yeah, uh, check it, checking the ball down. But I, I, I don't see this being a tremendously high-scoring affair. Um, Jamar Chase, 
you know, 15 to one for a guy who's, I mean, he certainly could go off. So that's a kind of fun uh, price there. Uh, Chubb is certainly interesting because, I mean, if the, the Browns are going to be in this game, if they're going to win this game, how does he not get a ton of touches? So I think volume-wise, uh, when you're looking at, you know, someone to have the most rushing yards, you have to know the touches have to be there. And certainly that is the case for Chubb. Um, but, yeah, yeah, Jamar Chase at 15-1 to is a, is a long shot there. That's kind of fun. But, yeah, I mean, Chubb at 550, uh, you look at some of the other matchups here, it's kind of interesting. I imagine Zeke uh, would be up there pretty high. Um, but, yeah, Chubb at 5-1 to seems pretty reasonable, especially with no Kareem Hunt still. Real quick here, Sean, about 30 seconds. Browns right now at DraftKings plus 650 to win the AFC North. Do you think there's any chance that they can get back into this division they're leading or behind Baltimore right now uh, two games back? Totally. Yeah, I mean, if you like the Browns uh, preseason, I think this is you're getting the Browns at a uh, much better price, obviously, and at plus 650. I still think this is anyone's division, and that includes the Steelers. Uh, even though they haven't looked great uh, record-wise, they're right in the mix and they have a great coach. So, it's anyone's division, and getting the Browns at plus 650, I think, is a pretty fun value. He is Sean Green of the Sports Gambling Podcast, co-hosting that show, and, of course, a contributor to the Green Zone, and he will be watching browns Bengals later on this afternoon. Sean, best of luck to you this weekend, buddy. Thank you, guys. Good luck. All right there, Pritch. We will talk about our picks on the other side. It is week number nine of the National Football League. You're watching Point Spread Sunday here on VSIN. The Sports Betting Network. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. This is Point Spread Sunday on VSEN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. This segment of Point Spread Sunday is brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray, no more spit cups, and no batteries to charge or leaky equipment to deal with. Zen Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties like Spearmint, Wintergreen, Citrus, and many more. And for your convenience, each variety comes in two strengths, so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zen, America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zen. So head on over to zen.com find to locate a store near you. That's Z-Y-N dot com slash find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Point Spread Sunday rolling along here on a fabulous November 7th. Coming to you from Weehawken, New Jersey, side of the Sports Betting National Championships. We've been looking out all morning long over the cross the Hudson River at Manhattan, New York, New York. As I'm in Jersey here, Femi and Bebefe Pritch is at the South Point Hotel and Casino per usual out there in Las Vegas, Nevada. We'll have Ben Fox, our own guy, Ben Fox, VP of Digital Content, joining us in 15 minutes. But first, Pritch. Let's get to the moment the folks have been waiting for. Our picks in week number nine in the National Football League. Pritch, only five of them. Usually I have eight on my card right. alone, uh, but only three for me this week, two for you. Pritch, we'll start off with you. Who do you like uh, this week in the National Football League? Well, starting off with my plays, you know I'm a teaser guy. Uh, I haven't found mm-hmm. a, a side that was uh, standing out to me yet. Uh, it's early though here on a Sunday, uh, but I have. Oh, don't uh, tease me now, Bridge. <laughs> <laughs> I have the Chiefs and the Rams on a teaser, uh, and here's why. So Andy Reid all week has talked about 
uh, Jordan Love and understanding what the Packers and what the Packers might be about. Uh, and Andrew Reid understands, he understands that West Coast offense. And so I think the Chiefs are anticipating the structure of a West Coast offense with Jordan Love. Now, the tendencies and Jordan Love, the player, that's something you're going to have to adjust to during the game. But add in Melvin Ingram, add in Frank Clark, add in Chris Jones up front. I think the Chiefs feel better about that situation now, applying pressure, maybe stopping the run as well uh, if they have to. So uh, I know that line was, what, three, and then it moved up to seven, uh, certainly with the news uh, of the Aaron Rodgers. It got down to a pick em. But yet I feel comfortable on a teaser with the Chiefs here. So I got them at minus one and a half. And then I got the Rams minus one. Now, I did that before the news about A.J. Brown and that knee. I uh, did not practice mm-hmm. uh, during the week two. So uh, Julio Jones is coming back from injury. Uh, and A.J. Brown has a knee development, too. And, and so uh, I, I like the Rams uh, in this game at home, certainly. But yet I feel more comfortable with a teaser situation, how powerful they are. They're laying seven now. Uh, the total's at yeah. 53. Uh, so I, I just want to have comfort with my bets. That's why I got those two teams there on that teaser. Uh, and then I go to the Steelers. Uh, and the situation that they're on a winning streak, uh, certainly in their game, their matchup, and that's interesting to me. I got them to minus a half a point. Uh, and then the Saints. Uh, I, well, I want more respect for the Saints because of what they're doing with their defense and their matchup against the Falcons. It, divisional games are always tight to me. Uh, it, just from a betting standpoint, that's my view uh, uh, and my opinion on those games. So uh, I look at the minus six, not comfortable with that, but certainly uh, comfortable with them, uh, certainly at minus a half here on my teaser card. There you go. Two teasers there for you, Pritch. I like it there. That Rams game, the Sunday night football against the Tennessee Titans, such a great game on that Sunday night slate Mm -hmm. there. A.J. Brown, you mentioned, didn't practice Friday. Now, the reports are that he's still expected to play, but whenever you see that knee flare-up thing on Friday, it's it's, it's, it's tread with caution there, but I like your look there, teasing the Rams down to just only needing to win the game for you to win your bet there. So those are Pritch's two plays. Chiefs, Rams in the teaser, Steelers, Saints in a six-point teaser there. So, like I said, usually I'm a heavy eater, like the, like a lot of my plate. Go through the buffet line, you give me 16 games, I'm usually picking nine. Right. You're but on the road, week, though. You got to travel light. We got to travel light on the road. I like where your head's at. Don't want to have excess luggage That's when right. you're traveling there. So, so three plays that I have this week in the NFL, starting with Panthers plus three and a half. We talked about this one in Fresh Fades. I really like the Panthers in this spot as kind of just like a sell-high point for New England there. Last week, there were dogs getting more than a field goal. They win the game. The market loved New England last week against the Chargers, seeing that one close three and a half after being as high as six a week ago. They win the game outright. So now the New England's coming off a 54-point performance against the New York Jets and an outright victory on the road in L.A. against the Chargers. Mm -hmm. This is the point, I think, now going back to the East Coast on the road where you sell high. Christian McCaffrey, we think, will be in the lineup for Carolina. Carolina's defense is really good, folks. I know they're offensively, they're challenged, and they're an ugly team to watch. Trust me. I'm probably betting this game, or I have bet this game, but I'm probably not going to watch the game because they're just an, they play an ugly brand of football. But defensively, with Shaq Thompson back in the lineup at linebacker, uh, Brian Burns, one of the better young pass rushers in the NFL, Stephon Gilmore now, a blue-chip player, former defensive player of the year, now in that secondary, I think they're able to give Mac Jones some fits. I think this is a lower-scoring game indicated by the total. So if I'm getting 
at a team at home, a lower scoring game. Give me the three and the hook there with the Carolina Panthers. My next one, Pritch, we're not going quite head to head. So I like that you tease the Saints, but I'm taking the Falcons plus six. So maybe a New Orleans win by three and we both cash out. How about right. that? That would be the, that, that's the goal here that's right. as we try to middle this game here on Point Spread Sunday. This is strictly another sell high point on the New Orleans Saints who are coming off a massive, a massive, massive win last week against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, winning that game outright as four-and-a-half-point dogs. Trevor Simeon now is the quarterback. Well, guess who knows that? Atlanta Falcons. The Bucs didn't know that going in because Jameis Winston got hurt during the game. Now Atlanta was able to at least game plan for Trevor Simeon. They know what to expect with this offense. Now, I know Taysom Hill will be back for New Orleans, so that throws in another gadget there, uh, kind of a gadget weapon that they've been missing the last three weeks. But I think this Atlanta team, they'll do just enough to hang in this game. It's a rivalry game. Now with the backup quarterback, I would never lay six points in this spot. In fact, Mm -hmm. give me those points in what should be one of the more lower-scoring games of the week. And then finally, on the East Coast, not too far from us here, about three hours away, Lincoln Financial Field, I'm laying the points with the Los Angeles Chargers. Now, I didn't get the best number. I laid two and a half when this one opened last Sunday because I thought this was going straight to three. I I like this Chargers team in this spot coming off of the loss to the New England Patriots. Heck, before the bye week, they got blown out by Baltimore 34-6. So kind of the shine of Brandon Staley, all the coach of the year talk, Herbert, MVP, that's really gone away. So it's a really good buy low spot for a Chargers team that they have shown the prowess to win on the road. They went at Arrowhead, won that game convincingly over the Kansas City Chiefs. This is a really good football team. They beat the Raiders convincingly mm-hmm. on Monday Night Football, and look at what the Raiders are doing. Five and two, and they've been really impressive uh, over the last couple weeks here. So I think the Chargers, and I feel like I have a really good read on this Eagles team. I'm not like the Eagles sensei or anything like that, but I'm 5-2 <laughs> and two ATS picking the Eagles games so far this year. Gave out the Eagles last week on Point Spread Sunday when the market really liked Detroit as a possible upset spot, and that game wasn't even close. Gave out the Raiders two weeks ago. Market loved Philadelphia. I laid three. The market went against me. That game closed pick. And the Raiders were clearly the right side in that game. I think I have a good read on this Eagles team. Whenever they play bad teams, they're a bet on. But whenever they play competent teams or maybe even good or great teams, I think the Eagles are a fade. I think this is a fade spot with Philadelphia at home against the L.A. Chargers. I'm a little concerned that the market has gone against me again. You don't want to get into the habit of that happening. But – Anything under a field goal with the Chargers, I like it, Pritch. Well, you know, I, I can agree with that. But the thing about the Chargers that concerned me, Femi, the last two games they've only produced two red zone opportunities offensively. Uh, you mentioned uh, the defense, and their secondary is decimated with injuries. Uh, and so, yeah. I, I mean, I'm not thinking that the Eagles – you're the Eagles whisperer <laughs> instead <Yeah>. of sensei. <laughs> but instead of the Eagles – I'm not on the Eagles in terms of being explosive, but yet I see why that line has moved the way that it has, though. Yeah, and I know the Eagles, they like to run the football. They don't like to. They should be running the football right. more. Uh, Nick Sirianni has had some issues with play calling, first-time play caller, mm-hmm. first-time head coach. So uh, the struggles are kind of predictable to have that. But the, car- the Chargers, rather, I should say, yeah. down Michael Davis, down Asante Samuel. So kind of a cluster injury there at cornerback spot. So maybe something to look out for. I think that's going to be a, one of the better games, actually. It's not getting a lot of the attention because mm-hmm. it's in the 4.05 window there. Packers Chiefs, obviously, 4.25. But Chargers-Eagles, I think by the end of the day, we're going to say, wow, that was a heck of a game there. But give me the Chargers. And a game that I think is a toss-up, I'll take the better quarterback in Justin Herbert. And I'll take the better coach, I believe, in Brandon Staley over Nick Sirianni there. So, Pritch, those are our picks. Five right. of them. Hopefully, we get five winners for us. We've been 
been doing pretty well here on Point Spread Sunday. So you were on folks, fire last week. Tailing or not? Last week was good, Pritch, was it not? Last yes. week was really good there. <laughs> yes, absolutely. It was good stuff. Let's. Real quick here, let's take a look at some of the line movement at BetMGM there. And you've seen the Chiefs, obviously, that one goes to seven with the news of Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Rams to six to seven with the uh, the news of getting Von Miller back and all that. Rams are hot side in that game. Eagles plus three to now plus one and a half doesn't make me feel good, but we'll see. <laughs> Saints, of course, minus four and a half to six and a half. And then the Texans and the Dolphins. Texans getting bet there, Pritch. I know. That, are you behind that? Nope. You, you giving out Houston <laughs> as a possible play? <laughs> nope. I'm not touching this one. This is the tank bowl. Like, which, can yeah. you trust which team, like which organization is going to tell or not give the code red? Like, this is the tank bowl. <laughs> yeah, no parts of what's going to happen down there in Miami between the Texans and the Miami Dolphins. But we'll watch it. We possibly could bet it live. Who knows? We'll see what happens. Don't go away, though. Ben Fox, our VP of digital content, to talk all things behind the window here on Point Spread Sunday. This is Point Spread Sunday on VSAN, the sports betting network. Mid-season football special is here for only $99. You get everything Beeson has to offer from now until the end of the NFL playoffs. Daily best bet emails, 24-7 video streaming, betting splits for every sport, point spread weekly, folks, plus in-depth data and analysis on VEASAN.com and the upcoming College Hoops betting guide. This is a great deal at only $99 for the rest of the football season. Sign up now at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Point spread Sunday rolling along here midway through our number two on a fine Sunday from Weehawken, New Jersey, the site of the DraftKings Sports Betting National Championships. Femi Abebefe, Mike Pritchard. Pritch is out in Vegas at the South Point Hotel and Casino. I'm here in Jersey uh, for the DraftKings Sports Betting National Championships. The show is on the road, folks. And when the show is on the road, we got to bring in some guests. And our next guest, Ben Fox, our guy here at VEASAN, the VP of digital content here at VEASAN. Ben, thank you for joining us here on Point Spread Sunday. Before we get into the games, we've been talking about this prop tracker here at VEASAN. For the folks who are uninitiated who might not know, how did this all come to be with the prop tracker, which is a useful tool for betters to kind of gauge and keep track of the futures market throughout the season? Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Uh, so the prop tracker, we got a, a great database guy, Jason Lattice, who's building a bunch of great things for the website, uh, both for subscribers and that w- will be available uh, for free as well. And the prop tracker is basically a way to keep track of how well uh, the players are doing on a season-long basis. So I believe Joe Burrow, for example, is 8-0 on his over for the player passing prop. So, for example, you can just search all of those, see how they've done on a game-to-game basis, and just find a lot of, you know, interesting trends. It's something I think we always talk about before the games, right? And then we never necessarily follow up unless you have a bet on it. How did that actually do? How is this guy doing? Derrick Henry rushing yards. Obviously, you don't have to worry about that one probably the rest of this season. But (laughs) certain prop markets like that, you'll want to be able to keep track of. And just as you do your research, placing your bet. So, Another valuable tool, something I think will be great for subscribers going forward. Ben, I'm on my uh, second notebook. I never thought that was going to happen. I'm just halfway point of the season. I'm already on my second notebook, so a prop tracker uh, would be outstanding for me. Uh, I want to get to some sharp action because Femi and I, we were talking about, uh, for instance, the Texans game and the Miami Dolphins. It's like, okay, 
there's some sharp movement in this one. I'm avoiding this game because I, I don't know where these franchises are. Uh, what's going on with this game in terms of sharp action uh, between the Texans and the, and the Dolphins? Yeah, one of the things I always love about sports betting is you never know what's kind of going to be the big game of the day, right? We know all the, you know, generally the public teams, obviously the Packers, when Aaron Rodgers is playing, the Steelers, the Cowboys, all those. But we have a matchup of two one and seven teams here, and it seems to be one of the larger gambling games on Sunday. Uh, so talk to a couple <laughs> books. Definitely sharp action on the Texans. That was plus seven. It's down to plus five and a half. They've also taken sharp money at plus six. Still some books at plus five and a half taking sharp action on the Texans. And it's not just sharp action at BetMGM. This is the second most bet side mm. of any any side. So, you wow. know, 49ers, minus three, Raiders, et cetera. The Texans plus five and a half. So the public and the some respected money all on the Texans. It's an interesting game, certainly, if you're putting together any, you know, list of disappointing teams this season, the Dolphins are going to be on it. The Texans are 4-4 four and four against the number, and it also is important to remember the last time we saw Terod Taylor, they were hanging tough in Cleveland against the Browns. I think they were about a 13-point underdog. Uh, they easily covered that number even after Taylor got injured at halftime and Davis Mills came in. You know, he was playing well. They looked in the first half like the better team. Uh, and that was, again, when the Browns had far fewer injuries. You know, Baker Mayfield had two functional shoulders, all of that stuff. So the Texans have been pretty bad. They obviously had that kind of miracle cover, depending on the number, uh, last week against the Rams. But, you know, the Dolphins banged up. Tua's got the finger injury. Uh, Wolf Fuller, a bunch of wide receivers out. It's just an interesting game that there's that much action and that much respected action, certainly on a Texans team that, you know, is not a very good team. Yeah, no, it looks like the betters are taking get it out of the mud to heart here with this uh, Texans and Dolphins game. There are two combined wins in that one in the South Florida. Should be interesting to how that one plays out there. We're speaking with Ben Fox, the VP of digital content here at VEASAN. Now, the one that has me a little flummoxed here, Ben, is the, the Falcons and the Saints here. Now, I'm on the Falcons in this game, but it appears like there's some sharp action on Atlanta and New Orleans, but I'm seeing some sevens populating on my board, looking at DraftKings and, and some off-the-grid locations here. Uh, what's the sharp side in this game between the Falcons and the Saints? Yeah, and, and always important to remember, right, that there are some, you know, respected guys that like their side and some respected guys that make in the same game. So, uh, there was action at Falcons plus the Falcons plus and a half. Uh, and again, as, as you said, this line kind of moved back and forth a little bit there. It's interesting to, you know, I mean, look, Okay, in last week, uh, you know, he did enough to, to right the ship, and it certainly looked like there was a wave of momentum against the Saints there, and they kind of they kind of steadied it. And the Falcons, again, when you're putting together any list of disappointing teams, I feel like they're a spirit animal uh, brother team to my Vikings, just in terms of <laughs> always continually disappointments and injuries and all of this stuff. And obviously, hopefully, everything is okay with Calvin Ridley off the field. But it's just... Uh, you know, another interesting game, certainly with a backup quarterback. You're not really sure what you're what you're going to get. Saints, obviously, a better team, but you're getting a lot of points with the Falcons there.
You know, Ben, another game that's interesting to me in terms of large spreads or large numbers here. I mean, the Buffalo Bills uh, laying 14 and a half currently uh, against Jacksonville. Jacksonville is one of the worst teams covering a number. Uh, you've had this out on Twitter, certainly uh, two and five ATS. But yet I'm looking at other numbers for Buffalo, for instance, laying 17. I know it was at home. And maybe that's where I'm missing the boat here, uh, thinking about home field advantage perhaps a little bit affecting the number. And to me, Buffalo is one of those spots that still has home field advantage. But on the road, laying owning 14 and a half, but at home against a team like the Texans uh, laid over 17 points in that game. So uh, I, your, your thoughts on this line, these big spreads, and the fact that these books are still making these numbers this way? Yeah, so the books generally, they'll give you a couple weeks, right, where mm-hmm. we're not exactly sure what, you know, who's really good, who's really bad. I think most people thought Jacksonville, obviously not good. Buffalo would be very good. Start off with a couple weird games. Now they're just saying, if you want this, you're going to have to lay over two touchdowns. And they're starting to do that with Buffalo. Previously, we were doing it against, you know, against the Jets, although with the Mike White renaissance, they're, they're potentially a different team. Right. Um, but, you know, Jacksonville, the Lions, all those teams that aren't as good, you're going to lay over two touchdowns. The Bills dominated the Texans. I think it was 41 nothing. They covered that other number. They don't convert in the red zone sometimes. That's the only concern with Buffalo. This is another one that's getting 80-plus percent of the bets on the Bills, as you would expect, 80-plus percent of the money at multiple sports books. It's just, you know, it doesn't look like James Robinson probably is going to play for the Jaguars. They're a mess. I took them in Seattle last week. I got what I deserved. Uh, so <laughs> I'm not touching the Jaguars uh, in this one. I think, you know, it's probably a stay away. But the Bills, that offense and Josh Allen at some point will get more rolling. It was kind of a lackadaisical performance against the Dolphins mm-hmm. last weekend to late in the fourth quarter. You know, I, I would lean Bills, but it might be something you play in-game and kind of see how they're looking early. Yeah. Before we get you out of here, Ben, i got to ask you about Packers and the Chiefs. We were supposed to get Mahomes and Rodgers, but we were robbed once again. Rodgers, of course, out due to COVID-19. That line now seven on the consensus line, the total of 48. And the Sharps are getting involved in this one and possibly playing against the Rodgers news and, and, and going with this Packers team. Yeah, it is a fascinating game, again, from a gambling and football perspective, right? This line was basically pick em or close to it when Rodgers was playing. It then immediately moved. I think Circa opened up first at Packers minus 6.5, I believe. It went immediately to 7, to 7.5, to 8, and now has come back. Sharps playing at plus 8, plus 7.5. We're now down to a flat 7, basically, across the board. And it's kind of the opposite as that Cardinals game, right, where Aaron Rodgers playing but without most of his weapons. Well, now Jordan loves playing uh, instead of Aaron Rodgers, but he does have the weapons against a bad Kansas City defense, a Kansas City team that isn't covering any numbers, right? (laughs) People keep betting them. They keep not covering the spread. I think I would probably lean the Packers in this, especially if a a 7.5 pops back up. But even with 7, I think I would probably take that. That's definitely where the sharp money has been so far on that game. Boy, can you imagine the daytime TV shows tomorrow if Jordan Love leads the Packers <laughs> to victory at Arrowhead Stadium. Just another storyline here in Week 9 in the National Football League. Ben, appreciate you joining us once again. He is our VP of Digital Content here at VEASAN, always doing great work. Best of luck to you today here, Ben, as you're also here in the Northeast for some little wedding festivities. <laughs> 
Yes, if I, if I didn't sound like I have a voice, it's because I think I lost it for rehearsal dinner last night. <laughs> <laughs> My man, there we go. Hey, we're going to wrap things up on the other side. Final thoughts on all 12 games today here in the National Football League. It is Point Spread Sunday. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. 
This is Point Spread Sunday on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vcin.com to check the current betting splits data. This new feature gives you insights on where the money and bets are moving for every game. You'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. Data is available for money line over, under, and against the spread bets. Betting splits are another way. VEASAN is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vcin.com. It is the final segment of Point Spread Sunday coming to you from Weehawken, New Jersey. And the site you are seeing for the folks who are watching is Manhattan, New York, New York, because we are right across the river, the Hudson River, separating us here in New Jersey for the DraftKings Sports Betting National Championships. They wrap up later this evening, obviously with the NFL being a big day. So I'm sure there'll be some shaking, moving and shaking rather, on the leaderboard. But let's get our final thoughts on the 12 games here on the National Football League slate. Once again, eight in the early window, three in the late window, and of course Sunday Night Football between the Rams and the Tennessee Titans at SoFi Stadium. Pritch, we haven't touched on the Vegas Raiders and the New York Giants yet. Las Vegas, three-point favorites over the Giants at a total of 46.5. This one's happening right down the street right. from where we're staying at here at the Enview Hotel in Weehawken, New Jersey. But what do you make of this line in the total here with the Raiders taking on the Giants at road? Well, or on the road, I should say, um, kicking off here at 1 o'clock Eastern. All right, Femi. I think this game could go either way. I mean, you consider the, the Raiders coming off a bye. Physically, they're going to be healthy. Uh, mentally, I don't know where this football team is going to be, to be honest with you, because of what transpired here in, in our city. Um, and then they got the Giants. The Giants have only allowed two 300-yard passing games, uh, and that was against the Washington football team and the Dallas Cowboys, uh, two teams that they're familiar with and two teams that are familiar with the Giants, too. But outside of that, that this Giants defense has stepped up. Now, the Raiders have not been able to establish the run in a consistent fashion. Uh, I think they try to do that today, uh, being down uh, a receiver, certainly. And people think about Darren Waller and what he can do, but yet uh, I think there's some cover guys for the Giants that match up well against that, too. So uh, I think the Raiders need to get off to a fast start if they can. Uh, 12 of the last 13 uh, first possessions of the games, uh, they have not scored. And, um, and so you look at these factors, and this game can develop slowly to me uh, and therefore I'm staying away from it because I think it can go either way. Yeah, I have no idea what to expect with this game. Obviously, thoughts go out to the victim of the car crash earlier this week out there in Las Vegas and their family dealing with a tragic situation there. From a betting standpoint, and just even from a football standpoint, no clue how this Raiders yeah. team reacts after Henry Ruggs now is probably going to be uh, is, he's released rather from the Las Vegas Raiders earlier this week as well. For the New York Giants, no Saquon Barkley, mm -hmm. no Sterling Shepard at wide receiver, no Dante Pettis at wide receiver. Kenny Galladay is questioning now, he was limited on Thursday and Friday this week, so he's trending towards playing as he's dealing with the knee injury. But if there's no Galladay, those pass catchers and playmakers, Daniel Jones has been missing those guys all throughout these last four games or so. I, it's just, it, can be, it might be too much for the Giants to overcome with how limited they are from a playmaker uh, standpoint there at home catching a field goal against the Las Vegas Raiders. All right, Pritch, let's go back to the top of the board, starting with the Mud Bowl, as we like to call it. The Houston Texans and the Miami Dolphins. Dolphins, five-and-a-half-point favorites with a total of 46. 
the Texans have been the sharp money so right. far in this game, as Ben told us on the other segment there. What are your final thoughts on this game between Houston and Miami? I'm concerned in this game from a, a player prop standpoint. I mean, you got uh, David Johnson's, you got the Waddles uh, on, on both teams here in which, uh, okay, Tyrod Taylor's going to play. There's going to be structure and, and some semblance of, a, of a operational offense, at least for the Texans in this one, right? Uh, so I'm leaning towards player props. I know Devontae Parker is on IR. Tua's void of weapons. And so Waddle has to step up in this occasion, in my opinion, in this game. So looking at some player props, perhaps in this one. Denver and Dallas, the Cowboys, 10 point favorites with a total of 49 and a half. They expect CeeDee Lamb and Amari Cooper to play. Even those guys were limited throughout the week in practice. No Tyron Smith for the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Blake Jarwin, their tight end, placed on IR. Now the Broncos will be missing Garrett Bowles, who is uh, out for this week's game with the, against the Dallas Cowboys here. What do you read in this game here? Final thoughts with the Cowboys laying double digits at home against the Broncos. Right. Uh, the Denver Broncos without their franchise. Now Von Miller is gone. I, I don't know how this team's going to react. They haven't recovered since Peyton Manning's left. Uh, Garrett Bowles, a left tackle that they relied upon, uh, certainly protecting the passer, uh, and a lot of injuries on the defense side of the ball. But then you look at the, the Broncos and the stats, uh, allowing 17 points per game defensively. I think that is misleading because against high-powered offenses, they gave up 23 points uh, versus Baltimore, 27 points versus Pittsburgh, and 34 points against the Raiders and the Dallas Cowboys, uh, a class above those three teams uh, when it comes to offensive football. I don't want to lay to 10 considering a teaser, though. Yeah, Vikings and the Ravens. This one going on in Baltimore. Ravens six-point favorites with a total of 50-and-a-half, Pritch. Yeah, you know, the Vikings, they need to return to rushing the football, certainly with uh, Dalvin Cook if they want to. Uh, Thielen had some comments. I don't know if he's calling out the coaches, but maybe challenging some people. I think within the locker room, this Vikings team thinks that they're too talented uh, to be in this situation right here. So the Ravens, uh, the poor secondary that they have, but their front is something that the Vikings are going to have to deal with. Don't have a side on this one yet in terms of uh, if I want to play it straight up, but maybe considering uh, the Ravens again here for a teaser uh, standpoint. Ravens coming off of the bye. A couple of receivers on the injury report. Rashad Bateman didn't practice on Friday with mm-hmm. the groin issue. Sammy Watkins limited Thursday and Friday. They expect to have him back. Also Latavius Murray doubtful. He was DNP all week long there for Baltimore. Patriots taking on the Carolina Panthers. New England laying three and a half with a total of 41 and a half. I have a play on this game. Pritch, what say you in this one? Well, New England improving uh, just outside the top 10 in, in offense in terms of points, uh, scoring and then defensively, you know Belichick and his defensive coaching staff is going to have some type of um, remedy to stop or slow down uh, Christian McCaffrey. Uh, so I think points could be a challenge. We see the total uh, re- representing that at 41. Uh, but can the Patriots make enough plays? They're elevating receivers because of Harry, the injury there. Can they make enough plays offensively, though? I mean, Matt Rule and what he does with that defense could be confusing to Mac Jones out there. Yeah, also, of note, Sam Darnold. They're going to work him out during pregame mm-hmm. warm-ups. He's dealing with the shoulder issue. He was cleared with the concussion protocol, so that is all clear for him. Christian McCaffrey possibly making his return after being on IR. Hasn't played since week number three when he got injured in their Thursday night game over the Houston Texans. Bills and the Jaguars. Buffalo laying 14.5 in Jacksonville. Total 48.5. 
Femi, I can't get there yet. I land big numbers. Uh, 14. This one looks ripe for that, though. Uh, I mean, if I want to get my, my feet wet and land a big number, this one uh, has some comfort to it. But I, I still can't get there, even though the Buffalo Bills, I mean, look, don't, don't touch the money line. You can put them on a teaser if you're interested. Uh, that total, 248.5. But I, I just can't get there in terms of laying 14.5. We talked about this one extensively with Sean Green of the Green Zone contributor for us uh, later on this afternoon. Browns and the Bengals. Bengals two-point favorites with a total of 47.5. Yeah, looking at the Browns on this side, uh, Femi, you know, I think the Bengals, and, and Sean was right, uh, the Bengals have not been in this situation in which they know how to uh, get up for a game. I mean, they, they let down last week against the Jets, but then, okay, they'll get up for this one for the Browns. It doesn't work that way in the National Football League. You can't flip the switch on and off. Uh, so I think the Browns in a desperation spot, uh, I would lean that way. Sounds like Denzel Ward could play in this game, the cornerback for the Cleveland Browns, one of their better defensive players. Look out for that when the inactives comes out 90 minutes prior to kickoff. Saints, Falcons, Saints, six and a half point favorites, trending towards seven, total mm-hmm. of 42 and a half. I'm feeling better about my teaser now. <laughs> Certainly there got them go. down to one. <laughs> yeah, in this situation, in this game, actually I got them to uh, minus a half a point there on my teaser earlier in the week. So, uh, no, Saints without a quarterback, we knew that was going to be the case, but yet they get it done. Complimentary football with what they're doing offensively, running the football. 152 yards against Tampa Bay, uh, who has the best rush defense in the league. Now you're going up against Atlanta, who does not have a rush defense at all. So uh, I like the Saints in this one. Chargers-Eagles to the afternoon window. Chargers down to a one-point favorite, total 49-and-a-half. Pritch, what do we make of this game? Uh, you know, the Chargers uh, and their red zone opportunities, they got to produce more that way. Uh, and I think there's been a regression there for the Chargers. And uh, a new head coach, a new offensive coordinator, there's going to be those growing pains, pains right there with the Chargers. So defensively, can they get it done? I like the Eagles in this one. And finally, Cardinals, 49ers, 49ers, three-and-a-half-point favorites with a total of 45. Yeah, Kittle's coming back. Uh, the Cardinals, it doesn't seem like their star players are going to be available for this one, uh, Femi. We have to keep an eye on the news uh, regarding the Cardinals in this one. Sunday Night Football, Titans, Rams. Rams land seven with a total of 52-and-a-half, Pritch. Yeah, you know, I like the Rams. I got them on a teaser, almost a, a money line situation without the price. Uh, so I like that. All right, real quick, Pritch, let the folks know who you're on this today in week nine of the NFL. Well, a t- teaser card with the Chiefs and the Rams uh, and then the Steelers and the Saints. Those are my two teaser plays right there. And I am on the Panthers plus three and a half, Falcons plus six, and the Chargers minus two and a half. That does it for Point Spread Sunday. Thank you to Sean Green, the co-host of the Gambling Podcast and the contributor for the Greens on Who on Browns-Bengals all afternoon. And, of course, Ben Fox, VP of Digital Content here at VEASAN. And thank you to you. Good luck this week. Hopefully you cash some tickets. Up next, the Lombardi line. Patrick Maher, Michael Lombardi. It is VEASAN, the sports betting network. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. 
We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.